0: The BBC presents A Life of Bliss. Being the biography of a bachelor, with Diana Churchill, Colin Gordon, Barry K. Barnes, Gwen Cheryl, Terence Alexander, Nan Kenway, and Percy Edwards. Another chapter in the life of that shy young man, David Alexander Bliss, known to us as George Cole. Out of his sister, Anne, and brother-in-law, Tony. Chapter entitled, United They Stay.
1: Maynard Fillimore.
2: Maynard Fillimore? Sounds very impressive. Who is he, David? Well, for the
1: next few weeks, my general manager. He's been sent down by head office to take over till old Hood gets back. Oh, yes, of course. You told us. He's ill at the moment, isn't he? Yes, with mm. jaundice. Poor old lad. How is he now? According to Mrs. Hood on the phone yesterday, making excellent progress. Oh, God. Good temperature almost normal, but he was complaining of a terrible headache. Why, what was he saying about you? I might have guessed that was coming.
2: Top it. I seem to remember last time he was ill, they made you general manager.
1: That's right, for a whole month.
2: What stopped them doing the same thing this time?
1: At a guess, last time. (laughs) Actually, I I know the reason. I I, I had a letter about it. What, from head office? Yes, a nice one, too. They feel I've got enough to do running the branch office because, and here I quote from memory... The volume of business has increased substantially since your inception. A fact noted here with some satisfaction. Good for you. Very good.
2: But you know, I can never understand why you businessmen can't use simple words.
1: People might get the idea that, that our job was simple.
2: At least that's honest.
1: <laughs>
2: Who's going to finish up my nice apple pie? Uh, no,
1: no, no, no more. No more for me. for me. I've had a wonderful lunch.
2: Shall I give it to Psyche?
1: Oh, Dogs shouldn't have sweet things, really. Still, just this once.
2: You think she'll like it?
1: Oh, good gracious, yes. She'll eat anything.
2: That's not very complimentary to my cooking. What? <laughs> I've got something for you.
3: There. Oh,
2: no. <laughs> I'll go and get the coffee. You're know the hurry to get back, aren't you, Poppy? David?
1: Hmm? No, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, I am, but not enough to miss coffee. Oh, right. You know, I, I was just thinking, it's, it's odd how one's attitude towards people changes. Good gracious, what prompted that? We're well, talking about the last time Old Hood was ill it's only a year or so ago yet i remember being well almost glad in a way of the respite exactly mm. I, I was terrified of him in those days and i didn't understand him at all but now i'm still terrified but i understand him better
3: <laughs>
1: uh, i've got a feeling he, he understands me a little better too oh it goes without saying you really think so definitely well, It's nice to hear study it for long enough and even greek becomes intelligible. <laughs> Uh, se- seriously, though, having started off so badly, it does seem odd that we've, well, grown together. Oh, not really, you know. Time mellows. Well, that's true enough. And despite what they say, familiarity breeds content. Well, I say that that's rather neat. Yes, I, I thought so. <laughs> that goes without saying. Oh, getting your own back, eh? Well, definitely. <laughs> M- mind you, you're, you're right. That goes without saying. Oh, for instance, let's get away from the table and sit in comfort. Oh, all right. Oh, but um, uh, take take Zoe, for instance. Zoe? Well, let's face it, I, I've known her for quite a time now. So? Well, I'm familiar with her. Well, I doubt it knowing you. <laughs> doubt what? If you're familiar. Well, that, that doesn't make sense, surely. Why? Well, how, how can you possibly know someone for a long time without getting familiar? I don't know, but you've managed it for years. <laughs> well, I, I, I haven't known her that long look david old boy when you talk about being oh never mind i know what you meant and i know what you were going to say what that you enjoyed going out with each other before but now you have the added pleasure of feeling well at home together i couldn't have put it better myself (laughs) that goes without saying (laughs) it uh, sounds a bit dull i suppose but that's exactly how i feel at home with her dull perhaps but there's nothing more comforting or human on a bitter winter's day, we turn up our overcoat collars and clutch them to our throats. And the connection? Well, in a cold, hard world, we cling to the familiar. Quite a speech. No, oh, it comes of having a heavy lunch. <laughs> I, I shouldn't should let Anne hear you say that. <laughs> you mind you, you're right again. It's true in so many ways. Not, not, not only of, of the old familiar faces. Old places, too. Old things. Even of wives. Wives? And husbands. The secret, in fact, of a successful marriage. What, familiarity? Or companionship, call it what you will. No, I suppose love doesn't come into it at all. Oh, yes, love comes into it. But I'm talking about, well, after it's left. Oh, come now, tell me that hardly applies to you and Anne. You're as much in love now as you ever were. Yes. Uh, But you go through various stages, you know. After all, marriage is like, well, how can I put it? Uh, Well, like making a fire. It's bound to burst into flames the moment it's lit, but that's the dangerous stage. If it's not made properly it goes out on the other hand if, if it stays alight it soon roars into life and burns brightly on until finally and perhaps most pleasant of all you're left with a nice warm glow beautifully put now tell me what it meant
2: <laughs> <laughs> put it
1: down to the lunch
2: here we are darling yeah. i'll need that small table oh right i'll bring it over No. Yeah. thank you what have you been talking about
1: Familiarity breeding content. Old faces and places. Old things, and even old Anne. Oh. Um <laughs> old
2: Anne. No,
1: even an old wife. Even old old wives. Tony? Uh, yes, yeah.
2: What have you been saying?
1: Well, if you must know that marriage is like making a fire. If it's not made properly, it soon goes out. Now, but once a light, as in our case, it burns brightly on. Ah. Until finally you're left with a dying ember. <laughs>
2: So Tony said I was a dying ember. Tony said
1: nothing of the sort. There's one thing about it, our marriage must be successful. Why? To have withstood the <laughs> ravages of David. Something in that.
2: <laughs> How did you come to be talking about it? Well, it
1: started with old Hood, oddly enough. Well, what's this new chap like? Uh, Maynard oh, and... Fillimore. Hmm. I haven't seen him yet. He only turned up yesterday. Oh. I thought Hood had been away for a week. Yes, but the general manager's chair has been vacant.
2: You'll have to be going soon.
1: Your oh, bag's in time yet. Yeah. Why the hurry? Well, I've been summoned to meet him. Who? Phillimore? Yes. Still, judging by what I've heard, he's a fairly decent chap. So's so old Hood, of course, but he's the old fashioned disciplinarian. I gather Phillimore's quite the reverse. In what way? Oh, hates <laughs> any formalities. Proved that the moment he arrived, apparently. Oh. Called his secretary by a Christian name. Invented a nickname for the office boy. Stopped to have a chat with old Potter. Told him a. Potter. One of the clerks. Oh. Told him a joke and ended up by slapping him on the back. Oh, why, oh dear! Well, take my tip. Tread warily. You get the type of boss who acts like one of the boys, but just let one of the boys get out of line, and then one less boy.
0: <laughs> Believe me a
1: treacherous character. You, uh, you'll by any chance be jumping to conclusions? No, I could be wrong easily, but I know the type only too well, or rather the species. At first sight appears friendly, but that ready smile has much in common with the laugh of the hyena
3: liable to pounce
1: at any moment and found quite extensively in the business jungle beware this animal is dangerous well, not only a heavy lunch indigestible as well
2: <laughs> what was
1: that no i was only joking
2: i should jolly well hope
1: so i, I, I I'm, I'm sure you're wrong about him tony
2: what, what, what do you think anne oh dear oh dear don't worry we're only teasing i've just noticed isn't that a new suit
1: tailor-made i picked the cloth out myself Do you like it
2: very much don't you tony let's have a look Mm.
1: nice bit of stuff good cut too it it, it seems a bit on the big side but then i I don't mind that myself i like them loose i think you look very
2: smart
1: i I think i look like a tailor's dummy yes but the suit's smart (laughs) (laughs)
2: that's something i'm sure mr Fillmore will be most impressed
1: well according to you and tony i ought to be in tropical kit
2: tropical kit
1: well i'm off to the business jungle (laughs) I must be off now, too. I thought you said you had bags of time. Yes, but let's face it. If you're right, if, like the hyena, he's likely to punch... You're the most likely victim. That goes goes without without saying. (laughs) Come Good afternoon, sir. Bliss? Yes. Maynard Filibor. How'd you do. Yeah, don't stand on ceremony, boy. Park yourself down, and help yourself to a cigarette. Uh, no, no, thank you, sir. I don't smoke. Uh, and uh, you can cut out all that sir nonsense, too. My name's Maynard. Yours? Bliss. Christian name? Maynard. <laughs> oh, uh, David. Oh, yes, yes. That says here. don't hold with all this card-indexing stuff and stuff. Still, let's have a deco. Now, uh, David Bliss. So far, so good. Manager, Farley Road Branch. Secretary, Marcia Hammond. Oh. Any good? Who, Marcia? Oh, very good. Not, uh, too good, I hope. Well, excellent. And from what angle? Well, every angle. Ah, oh, I see what you mean. Uh, nice bit of stuff, eh? Nice bit of... Oh, oh, well, yes, I, I, I picked it out myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I bet you did. Uh, Taylor May. All the, uh, all the right measurements, eh? Well, a bit on the big side, actually. You <laughs> know, I, 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 I don't mind that myself. I, I like them loose. Oh, there's, there's nothing like admitting it. Well, not, not not as loose as all that, but I, I like to feel free to move. Oh. I mean, don't we all? I, I must say, I, I think it's well cut.
3: Well cut? Well,
1: I don't think it's as bad as all that. I think we're at cross purposes. I'm talking about your secretary. About my secretary? What were you talking about? My tropical kit. <laughs> Shoot. Well, how did your tropical kid get into it? Uh, I must be feeling the heat. Well, don't tell me you're nervous. Well, naturally. Naturally, why? Well, meeting you for the first time. Oh, after all, you are the jungle manager. Jungle. <laughs> the, the, the business hyena. <laughs> uh, la- 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 laughing general.
3: The ju- general manager.
1: Have you been drinking, old boy? Uh, I, I don't drink. You don't? No. Well, I should start. Oh. You never know. Oh, I I don't. know right now uh, now down to work i've got a file of yours here a bloke called jarvie owes us a lot of lolly to be precise three thousand pounds yes i know yeah it's been owing for six months won't do old boy won't do uh, you would better send him the usual little chitty our money or your life give him till the end of the month well i i doubt if he'll be able to manage it by then he's having rather a difficult time at the moment yes but if he doesn't cough up
0: we'll have to go for him
1: well i'm sure he'll pay as soon as he can he's never let us down before there's a first time for everything um, uh, look, sir, I, I've already had a word with Mr. Hood about it. No, Hood's and away me. at the moment, Liz. Sorry. <laughs> well, only pulling you there, of course. You <laughs> leave old Hood to me. Used to work with him years ago, you know, at head office. Hey, do you know what we christened him? The old growler, aptly named, eh? I get on rather well uh, with him myself. As a first time for everything. Yeah, uh, About Mr. Jobs. Oh, well, we've settled all that here. Take file. Afraid I'll have to put you out now, boy. Cheerio, boy. Nice to meet you. Goodbye, sir. Hello, uh, David. Yes, sir? Uh, you must let me know the name of your tailor. Hello, Marcia.
3: Oh, hello, boss. Did
2: you see the GM? GM? General manager.
1: Oh, yes, yes, I did. I didn't get used to this awful initial habit.
2: Any messages? Nothing important. What did you think? About what? The new GM.
1: The real M E. hyphen E.
2: E. Man-eater.
1: <laughs> there can't be a law of the jungle, otherwise he'd have been shot years ago.
2: That awful? Unspeakable. Oh, dear. What's that? The job is filed? Yes. Oh, well. Might as well get it over.
1: Come into my office, will you?
2: Get what over?
1: Phillimore's orders. I've got to send him the usual little chitty. The
2: usual little chitty?
1: Yes, you know. Stand and deliver. Your money or your life. His money or I'll... Oh, never mind.
2: Whatever's the matter?
1: Nothing's the matter. Oh,
2: nonsense. Of course there is. You're not normally as bad as this. Oh, only teasing.
1: Well, let's go into my office. You'll switch the phone through.
2: Already switched.
1: And bring your shorthand book.
2: Already in hand, literally.
1: See? Mm, sit down, Marcia. Yes, all
2: right.
1: Take a letter to... David. What? There is something wrong. Oh, I'm naturally sorry for the old boy.
2: What old boy? The
1: old Jarvis boy. The old Dick Jarvis. What,
2: what about him? Oh, for
1: heaven's sake, I told you, I, I've got to send him the usual little chitty.
2: Look, I don't want to be difficult, but you'll still have to explain I didn't follow after that. Follow what? Oh, I don't really know... Dick Turpin.
1: What are you talking about? <laughs>
2: Stand and deliver. I don't see what that's got to do with the... Oh. Not, dear sir, unless...
1: By the end of the month.
2: But why? He's such a sweet old man. Besides, he's owed us money before lots of times. He's always paid up in the end. Oh, it's
1: Fillmore's idea, not mine. I tried to argue with him, but he just wouldn't listen. I'm as fond of old Jarvis as you are, but what can I do about it?
2: Put up a fight.
1: Well, that's just ridiculous. is it? Is it? Completely, and for a pretty obvious reason.
2: He's the GM, and you're D.W. D.W.? Dead windy.
1: Honestly, I wish you'd stop using all the... Dead windy?
2: Well, aren't you?
1: Oh, now, look, Marcy, you're, you're going too far, much too far. Now, take, t- take a chitty. Uh, take a letter. To um, Richard Turpin, Esquire.
3: <laughs> you
1: can get the address from um, Richard Jarvis. You can get the address from the file. I know it. All right, let me see. Um, dear sir. Um dear sir. Unless Marcia, there's nothing I can do about it. I'd only be tilting at windmills. And I'm not cut out to be a Don Quixote. Dear sir. All right, you win. You'll fight? I'll tilt.
2: I knew you would. Oh, phone. Try on No,
1: it's all right, I will. Hello? Don Quixote, here. No? Um, David Bliss. Maynard Fillmore. Oh, hello, sir. About that Jarvis letter, no
3: hurry, of course, but I'd
1: like Like you to get it off as soon as possible. Oh, yes, of course, sir. As a matter of fact, I'm just tilting it now. You're just dictating it now. I see. Well, when you do send it off, send me a copy too, will you? Oh, and by the way, how did Don Quixote get into it? I can't understand why I said that. Neither can I. I take it you understood what I said. Oh, yes, perfectly. Get the letter off as soon as possible, and when I do, send you a windmill. Windmill? (laughs)
0: Coffee. Uh, listen, oh boy, a friendly warning. I don't like using the big stick, but I can if pressed.
1: ja up. Goodbye.
2: Dear sir.
1: All right, I know what you're thinking, but you're wrong. I wasn't D.W. I was just unprepared. You, you don't go into battle without a plan.
2: I thought of one without the battle. Oh, what's that? It's simple. Don't send the letter. Just tell him you have.
1: Well, that's not a plan. That's plain stupid. This is business, not, not some sort of a game.
2: Can you think of a better one?
1: Yes, much better. I'm going round to see the O.G. O.G. Oh, the old growler. In other words, old hood. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting.
2: Forgetting what? That he's my uncle? <laughs> oh, doesn't matter. Oh. I think the plan's excellent. Oh,
1: jolly good. Let me see, what time is it? Well, I might as well knock off and go round early. Cheerio, Marcia.
2: Bye, boss. Oh, boss? Yes? Yeah? Give my love to the old growler. Oh, <laughs> all right right, just coming
1: hello mrs Hood.
2: oh hello david come in
1: thank you now how's the invalid today Uh, better oh good yeah has he still got a temperature
2: oh only slight it's down to 99 now oh that's wonderful yes but believe me if nuisance value could be measured in degrees he'd be at least 109
1: i'm sure you don't mean that
2: david if you knew how many times today he's had me running up and down those stairs you'd know i was in no condition to make jokes I'm expected to be housewife, wet nurse, nursing sister, and escalator, all rolled into one. It
1: must be tiring.
2: I'm sorry if I sounded a little distraught, but he's such a baby when he's ill. Well, I
1: think most men are.
2: Uh, for some babies are more difficult than others. Some are little demons, and I've got a full sized edition up there.
1: Why, well, I still think we're all about as bad.
2: I'll see you when you come down.
1: Yes, all right. This one?
3: Yes, yes. Is
1: it. Uh, David Bliss. Oh, good heavens. Come in. Hello, sir. how's the demon today?
3: Oh,
1: how's the baby today? Uh, How's the little invalid? How
0: How are you feeling? Much worse now. Seriously, how how are you feeling? Oh, not too bad, you know, apart from headache. Slight temperature,
1: that's all. Yes, I know, it's wonderful. Wonderful? But your temperature's 109. (laughs) 109? Uh, n- n- 99. If, if you go on at this rate, you'll, you'll soon be your normal nuisance.
0: Your <laughs> normal self. I take it Mrs. Hood told you it was all right to come up here. Well, yes. That's grounds for divorce. <laughs> Mental cruelty.
3: <laughs>
0: ah, well, it's nice to see you, David. Well, nice to see you, sir. And how are things at the office? Uh,
1: well, uh, to tell you the truth, there's something I want to talk to you about. I know this is hardly a moment, but it happens to be urgent. Go ahead. Well, it's about old Dick Jarvis. I don't know if you remember the position, but I, I mentioned it once before.
0: Jarvis, £3,000, company investment, repayable August the 16th last year. About six months ago. Oh,
1: you, you do remember it?
0: Vaguely. Under trouble?
1: Um, Mr. Fillimore says I'm only to give him till the end of the month to pay up.
0: Oh, does he indeed?
1: Yes, and I'm not only supposed to be sending off a letter, I've got to send him a copy as well. I see. I'm I'm quite prepared to do battle, but I
0: I don't really see
1: where it would get us.
0: Out on our ears, the pair of us. Well, me, perhaps, but not you. Oh, that's just where you're wrong. He's more interested in my job than yours. And this is his first move, a cunning one at that. Uh, It wouldn't look too good at head office. Why? Oh, for the love of Mike! why do you think? Use your head, man. Why, I still don't see... Oh, never mind. We'll use mine. It's quicker. (laughs) If Jarvis goes broke... I've made an error of judgment in trusting him. Oh, dear, yes, I, I see it now.
3: What
1: on earth can we do?
0: Simple. Send him his copy. Don't send the letter, but tell him you have.
1: Good gracious. What? Oh, that was Marcia's game. Yeah, Marcia's idea.
0: I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Well, she had the same stupid plan. <laughs> oh, Not
3: not
0: that it is stupid, but well, it does seem... Uh... More like a game than business. Yes. Ah, well, that's where you're wrong again. Business is a game. And in all games... You get the type of person who's determined to win at all costs, even if it costs somebody else's job. Oh, gosh, I think that's a terrible trick. Aye, and it's not going to be easy to trump it. He's holding all the cards. Only one thing to do, play for time. Send him his copy, don't send the letter, but tell him I have. Aye, and don't tell anybody else anything. Not a soul, not even Marcia. Keep it entirely to yourself. Do you understand? Understood. I, I know exactly what she'll think, that
1: I'm D.W. again. D.W.? You're dead windy. Uh, she, she started this awful initial habit and it seems to be catching. Oh, by the way, she, she sent her love to the old G.
0: Oh, the old...
3: Uh,
1: I, I forget what the G stood for now. Uh, let me think,
0: uh... I can only think of, uh, Growler.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think of something else. <laughs> oh, that's
0: right. I, I, I know it wasn't that. Well, I know it was and I know who you got it from. Who? Old Full of Gas what else did he tell you about nothing really only that you worked full of gas ah, that's what we used to call him <laughs> aptly named aye very he's a real wb wb a one bag
2: what's your medicine dear
0: oh is it well, The time i was going too uh, well it was nice of you to come around and see me cheerio david cheerio sir <laughs>
2: Marcia. Good oh, morning, boss. I'm dying to know. What did Uncle... What did Mr. Hood say last night? Look,
1: Marcia, I know what you're going to think, but I didn't go around and see him after all. I changed my mind. And my mind about the letter. I'm going to send it. Oh. I know how you feel about it, but there's just one thing you're forgetting. I've got to look after number one, and I'm not going to lose my job for anybody. I'll take a letter to Richard Jarvis. Copy it to Mr. Fillimore.
2: Yes, all right. And as soon as I type them, as they're rather important... Would you uh, like me to go out and post them for you?
1: Um, you know, no, I I, I don't think that'll be necessary.
2: <laughs> I thought not, though my plan's been accepted after all. Oh,
1: gosh, how, how on earth did you guess? What what, what did I do to give myself away?
2: Nothing. In fact, you did rather well. You sounded completely selfish and really rather nasty. That's what gave you away. What? It didn't sound a bit like you. Top copy into the waste paper basket?
1: Bottom copy to old full of <laughs> That, that's what they used to call him at head office. No. <laughs> Mr. Hood told me.
2: Oh, I wish he hadn't. Now you know it, I can see what's going to happen.
1: Ah, I, I, I can see the danger, but I, I think I can avert it better than most. But then I, I have the advantage of being unpopular. Meaning? Well, I'm allowed to call him sir, and that's what I'm going to stick to. Sir, plain sir. Safer. Right, now to the letter. Dear plain. Um... <laughs>
3: Yes, sir. Unrest.
1: Come in. Good morning, sir.
0: Oh, hello, Bliss. I suppose you know why I've sent for you. Yes, sir.
1: No reply, sir. From Mr. Jarvis, sir.
0: Yes, and the letter went off 12 days ago. Always
1: provided you sent it. Well, definitely, sir. Hmm. Then it seems odd not to have had a reply... Of course, he might have got lost in the post ah, It's funny you saying that, sir I, I was just going to suggest it myself And, and I'm sure you're right How the uh, devil can you be sure? Oh, no, no, no not absolutely sure But I, th- I think it's a distinct possibility uh, I mean, letters do get lost in the basket But um, <laughs> do, do get wasted in the paper
3: <laughs> get, get
1: thrown away in the post and Lost? Yeah, lost uh, in the post So, why, why, why not this one? I think it's a distinct possibility. Good oh, gracious, dear.
3: Yes, and for that
1: reason, I'm not taking any more risks. From now on, we'll rely on the telephone. Well, I've lost numbers before now. So
0: <laughs> joking. I want Jarvis in your office at 11.30 tomorrow morning, Bliss. That's all. But I, I, No buts. 11.30, or I put the matter in the hands of our solicitors. That's all, Bliss. Yes, sir. Uh, oh, and uh, this. Yes, sir? Call me sir if you must, but not after every confounded
1: comma. Sure? Yeah? Perfectly. Bye, Mr. Fuller Gas. <laughs> work.
3: David,
2: not sacked? Sacked. When did it happen?
1: At 11.30, tomorrow morning.
2: (laughs) Then it hasn't happened.
1: No, but it's inevitable. Why? I told Philemon I'd sent a letter, but I hadn't. Now I've got to produce the man who never got it so that they can discuss it. If you see what I mean.
2: Just? And I'm proud of myself. He's such
1: a jolly nice old boy, too.
2: The man who never got the letter? Yes wouldn't it help to have a name
1: richard jarvis old dick jarvis to his friends quite a character 70 odd and still as lively as a cricket
2: couldn't you explain the story to him
1: no, there's much too involved and i can't ask old hood's advice either he's away convalescing Eleven thirty tomorrow out of work
2: unless you could produce another richard jarvis
1: no that's a very good idea i'll go through the phone book and pick one out at random
2: i've got a better idea persuading somebody to change his name
1: i'd like to know who nobody be silly enough.
2: You've changed yours often enough.
1: Yes, but I'm silly enough.
2: And and now it's Tony's turn to change. Tony?
1: He'd never do it.
2: He might. There he is. We'll soon see. We're in here, Richard.
3: Hiya. One,
2: two, three, four.
3: Richard.
1: Jarvis.
2: And you're such a nice old boy.
1: You certainly look young for your age. My age? Seventy-odd
2: would somebody mind
1: explaining
2: it may take quite a time so i should go and take your coat off first
1: all right
3: oh richard yes just testing
1: and you passed with flying colors tell me due here at 11 30 under the assumed name of richard jarvis
3: wow
1: i i never thought he'd do it but he, he seemed to think it might be fun <laughs> We've arranged what he's going to say. In fact, everything's fixed.
3: Ah, except that he
2: doesn't look 70.
1: Oh, near enough. Yeah, (laughs) Fillmore's never seen Jarvis, so it doesn't matter. Anyway, he doesn't think of him as a person, just a file. Time now? 11.25. Somebody in the outer office.
0: Uh, Morning,
1: Miss. Morning, sir. I I won't be needing you, Marcia.
2: Oh, uh, right, sir.
1: Uh, did you ring Jarvis yesterday morning and arrange this meeting? Yes, sir. Sure. Positive. Why? I was introduced to him last night. You were? Mm, discovered we were members of the same club, and he'd heard
0: nothing of this meeting.
2: Mister Jarvis. Morning. Uh, morning, Jez. Yes. Ah, now you
1: must be uh, Maynard Fillmore. Huh? Uh, David here gave me a tinkle yesterday, suggested
0: meeting, so we could thrash yes. this thing out. Uh, I'll be in touch with you later on, Bliss. Yes, sir.
3: <laughs> go wrong. (laughs) Everything.
1: And I know what's going to happen when he gets in touch with me, too. What? The inevitable. (laughs) A cheque for £3,000. Signed, Richard Jarvis.
2: I
3: don't believe it.
1: Seeing is believing. In this morning's post. And you know what that means? What? I lost my job for nothing. Absolutely nothing. And to make it even more bitter, it has to arrive on my last day here.
2: Oh, that reminds me. The GM's on his way around.
1: To make sure I don't take the filing cabinet with me. Oh, if only old Hood hadn't been away.
0: Morning, Bliss. Mr.
2: Hood, you're back.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Marcia managed to keep a secret at last, eh? (laughs) You knew?
2: He was back. i am back out. Did
0: you have a nice holiday, sir? I haven't been on holiday. I've been up in London, contacting a few of my friends at head office. Pulling strings here, there and everywhere. I won't bother you with details, Bliss, but I'll tell you the result. With one, the battle's over. We stay, and he's being moved to a branch office that makes this one look like the Albert Hall.
3: Oh, gosh,
1: that's wonderful news, sir. You know something? If if business is a game, I'm glad I'm on your side. I like you on my side. Oh, honestly, I can hardly believe it. The battle's over. Over. And united we stay.
0: In A Life of Bliss this week, the artists taking part were David Bliss, George Cole, Anne Fellows, Diana Churchill, Tony Fellows, Colin Gordon, Psyche the Dog, Percy Edwards, Mr. Hood, Barry K. Barnes, Mrs. Hood, Nan Kenway, Maynard, Phillimore, Terence Alexander, and Marsha Hammond, Gwen Cheryl. This recorded program was written by Godfrey Harrison and produced by Leslie Bridgemont. <laughs> Presented by the BBC.